0: You know a couple of weeks ago the Lord just he just highlighted something he just kind of kept after me as a witness now what do I mean by that well it just kept coming up inside me y'all ever have that why does this keep coming up inside me and of course it did and what was kept coming up in me was release the work to bring the back drive in the parking area up. you know release him to do it tell that guy to go to work and uh, sign sign that bid and uh well Praise God. I like to know where the money's coming from. I don't know about you as the head of the ministry. (laughs) And uh, praise God. But remember, I'm not worshiping money, right? I'm not going to let money make my decisions. So I just knew I'd kind of been here before. Eventually, you ought to learn a few things about how God works. And uh, we could do this in two phases where they cut the road, put in a new culvert, put the dense grade. We let that sit a little while, right? To do that upright, about $13,500 to do that. And then the paving's an, another chunk about that size. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, I, I, I got faith for at least half of it, you know. And uh, so I just released it and uh, had no idea where, where the money would come from. I just knew what the Lord said. Yeah. Well, I just want to let you know all that money showed up. Hallelujah. You know, and God knows. He knew about the rain and the delay. Yeah. See, He knows about timing. So, and, and also, we've been in line because they're busy. So sometimes you get, and God knows all that. Get yourself in line. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And the timing of it all. And uh, no special offering. Wouldn't have been wrong to take a special offering. Amen. Yeah. Just money showed up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh. You know, we had this miracle crusade coming up, and our soundboard has had issues back there. And uh, we, we've want, we knew we needed a new one. We knew we needed, uh, you know, when we look at this new drum shield, y'all like that? Yeah. Well, w- yeah, the drums themselves are top of the line, uh, new brand new drum set. I didn't realize our drum set was 30 years old. Yeah. It's 30 years old. Well, it must have been a good drum set. But anyway, yeah. praise God, we've got a new one of those. But that old drum shield, looking at that new one, I was embarrassed that I had the other one up there. <laughs> And uh, but anyway, uh, what have we authorized? About thirty-two thousand in spending uh, for all new uh, sound and tech, and you know, and all of that stuff. And uh, all of that's funded. I said, all of that is funded. Come on. God told me, Pastor Andy Surprise said, we're coming into accelerated supply. And it is showing up. It's showing up. And you all are connected. You're part of it. You're you're part. Your faithfulness, your connection with the ministry, your tithing and your giving, your heart towards God makes the family what it is. And all of us together, it's not just me, all of us together and our love for God and our, our, our commitment to the vision, amen, is we've done enough. We've obeyed enough, we've walked in the light enough, we've given enough offerings, amen, uh, to be able to uh, open the door for God to bless us on this level. And I believe we've just begun. God's raining down blessing on you, sir, on your, bless, on your business. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And all of y'all, amen, all of y'all, I say be blessed. Hallelujah. I know a lot of folks out there, you know, they're having a difficult time, hard time. And, uh, but God's getting us in a position to help people who are going through a hard time. Let God bless you to the fullest degree. Amen. Amen. So I just want to give you a good testimony. Glory to God. God's doing wonderful things. The drywall back there is hung and they've begun to mud and tape and we're gonna be able to paint that come early next week and then the ceiling will go in and we just got the money for it all guys just so far. Ha 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 I'm just I, praise God you just don't know you just don't know hallelujah the years Amber and I walked You know, we're not bragging on us, but I mean, there were about two or three years that we never saw our checking account in the black. It was just good stewardship and good cash flow management and and the grace of God. But I tell you, we are, like my wife said not long ago, in an overflow season of blessing and promotion and y'all need to get in on it. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God for what you've done, Father. Shh, 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 shh. Glory. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. (laughs) Ha, ha. Praise God forevermore. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, you guys could be seated. But I'm telling you what, the Lord leads you. You sow your seed, you believe God. God's going to pay off some mortgages. He's going to pay off some cars. Some folks are going to get some nicer cars. Some folks that had one car need more than one car going to get more than one car. It wouldn't surprise me the least if some guy walks in before the service is out and said, "I, I, God sent me here to pay this building off. How much does it? <laughs> this wouldn't surprise me a bit. Huh. And I'm just telling you, Brother Hagin used to tell us, God doesn't pay every Friday at 5. But payday always comes. And when God pays up, it's worth sticking around for the payday. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, I've been looking forward to this day, but when we send our weekly offering check out to our spiritual parents, and that number keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger... Yeah. bigger I'm like, ooh, Dr. Jacobs is going to be happy when he gets a check this week. <laughs> see. Now, how much is it? We could use that money. Don't think like that. What you talking about? Don't, don't think like that. My heart, Dr. Jacobs, that prophet, he needs an airplane. He's, he's, they're still very young, got a lot, of, a lot of ministry and life left. He's just 71. And this will be his most fruitful and productive years. Very important years for Dr. Jacobs. And he's been in commercial airports long enough. That man of God needs a jet. Not to make him anything. He needs one. Y'all ever spend hours at the airport going, when are we going to go? I mean, he needs one. My heart is that our weekly offering, added up over the month, will just pay for the cost of that aircraft. It's going to come to pass. And then all of the other partners that he has and other sons, they can put fuel in it. They can help pay for maintenance, hotels and other stuff. But my heart is we're going to pay for that airplane. Hallelujah. Ooh, praise the Lord. These are great days, great times. Well, let's, we've been... That was good. (laughs) Let's talk about a few things tonight. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we love you tonight. You're just a, a mind blower. You're exceedingly, the Bible says, abundantly above. That's what you do. All that we could ask, think, dream the Bible, pray, contemplate. You're bigger. You do bigger than that. You are, David said, the God that causes our cup to run over. You're a run over, too much, exceeding, rich, wealthy, generous, net breaking, boat sinking. (laughs) Debt retiring God. That's not why we love you. We love you because you loved us. We love you. Because you saved us, we love you for who you are, not because of what you do. I love you for who you are. Amen. To call you my father is the wow. I'll be eternally grateful for that fact. Lord, in the remaining moments we have tonight, let utterance flow free, let light shine, let these uh, this truth that I'll present to the people be. Let it come out in such simplicity and conciseness that the youngest spiritually here tonight can just easily grab onto the handles of the teaching and incorporate it into their life and be blessed. So God, again, I ask you to help me help them and be glorified in it all the way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. I wanted to... uh, minister to you. Uh, the title of my teaching tonight is accessing answers. Accessing answers. You know, we all, every day, on some level, we need answers. Yeah. We need answers for our life. Yes, sir. But there are seasons and there are moments in life where it's vitally, it's critical that we get a divine answer. We get the answer from the mind of God about That problem, that decision, that direction. Because sometimes, not always, but there are those few moments in our lives, over the course of our lives, where the direction we go, the choice we make, affects the outcome. Affects the the ultimate outcome of what we'll do, the fruit we'll bear. If we even are able to finish our course... And run our race to the God-ordained end that He has mapped out for us? How many of you want to get to the end? You know, just because people die, that doesn't mean they got to the end. They got to the end of their earthly life. But that doesn't mean they got to the end of the race that God ordained for them to run. If you want more insight on that, you need to come mentoring. That's what we're talking about. It's the plan of God. But here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, the Lord brought my attention to this verse this afternoon. And uh, praise God. Turn the page. Notice what Paul says, it's not a long verse. It says, for through Him, we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Amen? Amen. So, we have access by the Holy Ghost to the Father. And so, because of the, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit... Because of the assignment that God gave the Holy Spirit in our, you know, as it relates to our individual lives, He gives us access. Now, there's a lot of things you could say, I gotta stay in a in a, in a narrow vein, but one of the, the the most fundamental way that the Spirit gives us access to the Father is he came in and lives in us and makes us godlike he he he's in union with our spirit and makes us alive unto god and acceptable to god and so without his presence and work in our spirit we we would not be able to stand before the lord yeah. amen? amen but in getting access to specific answers to specific situations Decisions, questions you have, problems you face. I I want to talk specifically about a a flow and a supply of the Spirit where He gives us access to those answers. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, You know, it's very unwise and I'll say even dangerous to live your life very long on this planet not knowing. Now, you know, there are millions of Christians who do not believe you can know with any definiteness, with any clarity, with any certainty, specific, vital, important things about the plan of God for your life. That you just have to make decisions, do the best you can, hold out to the end. And that's just not so. In fact, Ephesians chapter 5 says, Be ye then careful how you walk or how you live. And I ministered that, Rex and I, on on a Facebook thing about that. He said, do not be unwise. Don't live like the unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Amen. And he said, live your life circumspectly. We don't talk like that, but that word circumspectly means accurately, carefully, and with precision. He says, do not be unwise. The Amplified defines the word unwise as witless, vague, and not knowing. So see, the Bible says it is unwise to live your life not knowing who you ought to marry. Now, you might not know who you're going to marry five years ahead of time, but I mean, when the time comes, that person, this one you're thinking about, you should know. Amen. It's not wise not to have God's answer for who your pastor is. That's one of the most important questions you'll ever need to get answered. God, who is the one you've ordained and anointed to speak into my life, to feed my life? Huge. What job to take? But I tell you what, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, every time I step off the jetway, you know, if my hands aren't just too full. And I step onto the airplane. I put my hand on the outside of that aircraft. I said, pretty bird, going to take me all the way. Amen. Because Amen. you get what you say. Yeah. But while I do that, I check. Yeah. I said, I check. Because yeah. this is my last chance. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And they shut the door and the wheels go. You're stuck yeah. with that situation. So I check. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why would I even do that? Because I have learned I can access that answer. Yeah. I can know before I get on the aircraft whether or not I'm going to make it or not. Whether I'm going to go safe to the other side. And there's great profit that God intends to come to the life of every child of God. He never, we should never lose any money again in investment. Because God knows. We just need to learn how to access the answers. Yeah, amen, we all do. We should never lose years of our life in a wrong relationship. You don't have to. You don't have to. You shouldn't shouldn't have to, you know, be rerouting your life all the time because we keep making wrong decisions. just need to learn how to access our answer. Amen. So again, you know, some people, they worship a mysterious God. Don't they? They worship a mysterious God, a mighty but unknowable God. Amen? They live their life wandering, guessing, doing the best you can. You ever heard that? Yeah. Doing the best you can. Amen? But again, we're not living that way. Do not be content and don't be resigned in not knowing. It's not wise to not know. Amen? It is, I like this. It is dangerous to not know what can be known. It said it is dangerous to not know what can be known about your life. Hallelujah. This verse tells us that we have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Amen. So, you know, uh, praise God. You know, the, the red meat of this is you got to learn how to cooperate with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I looked up this word access. I looked up definitions of this word access. And I like some of the definitions I, uh, that were given for this word. Uh, this word access means the freedom or the ability to obtain or to make use of something. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And uh, so praise God. See, you got to have the freedom and the ability to obtain the use or something. Here's another definition I like. It means the permission or liberty or ability to enter or to approach or to pass from one place to another. See, God has given us the liberty, the authority, the means, and the permission to go from the place of not knowing to the place of knowing. To go from the place of guessing to the place of, I know that I know that I know. Amen. Amen. I tell you, it's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful experience to go from not knowing to over here going, "I I got it. I got it. I got it. I know what to do. I know what to do. I know what to do. And some will say, how do you know what to do? If they're not learning these things, you just have to say, I don't even know that I can tell you, but I got it right here. I got it right here. I know what to do. Amen. So this word access means a way. It means a way. So this verse is telling us that the Holy Spirit is our way to the Father, and I want to say this, add this, I don't think I'm doing any injustice to the Scripture. Uh, The Holy Spirit is our way into the mind of God to access what He knows. Because you know, God's got it all figured out. He knows everything there is to know about that dilemma, that enigma that you're facing. So this Greek word access means it's a leading or a bringing into the presence of It is the freedom to enter with the assistance and the favor of another. So here the Holy Spirit is saying, Paul's saying, the Holy Spirit has been given to you to usher you into the very presence of the one who has all your answers. (laughs) Wow. Oh, hallelujah. How good is the Holy Ghost? This is my favorite. The Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary says that this word for access means the permission and the ability to enter into the presence of a secured area. (laughs) Right? Amen. Or to someone important like God or a king. Oh, we got access. Come on. You have Holy Ghost backstage passes to sit down with the one who knows everything. I mean, he knows everything about stuff you wouldn't care to know about. How many ants are there crawling around in Kentucky? He could tell you. He wouldn't have to go look it up on his computer either. I'm just telling you, he knows everything. He knows the number of the hairs on the top of your head. Amen. But Listen. Guys and gals, it's our job. It's what you got to know. It is our job to take what is unknown and pull it into the known. Number one, you got to know you can. You got to know you can. Number two, you got to know you should. And number three, you got to know how. And once you know you can, and once you know you should, and, and then you know how, if you live your life not knowing, I feel bad for you. There's no help for you. Amen? It is our job to access the answers that He stored up for us. Amen. You don't have to turn there, but write down this reference. It's one of my favorites in the area of seeking out the will of God, getting answers. Uh, a lot of times when I'm praying, I either quote this verse or have my Bible open to it. and It's Jeremiah 33.3. Uh, 3, and I especially like it in the Amplified Translation. God says, call to me. And I will make you chase me for 10 years. No, call me and I will answer you. But here's the part I like. And I will show you little things, insignificant things. I'll show you a few things. No, he said, I will show you great things. I will show you mighty things. And the Amplified pulls this out of its understanding of the Hebrew, fenced in and hidden things. Call unto me, I'll answer you, and I will show you. I will show you great and mighty things. Now, you know what this tells me? There are great and mighty things attached to my life. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said, he wouldn't have said, Chris, call. He wouldn't have said, call me up, son. He wouldn't have said, talk to me. But there are great things, mighty things attached to your life. Your future holds great things, mighty things, earth-shaking things. Come on. God has authored victory for us, triumph for us. We are to overcome and to be more than a conqueror. But how come so many Christians are failures? They're not interested in calling. They want to get their answer some other way. They want to bump into accidentally the highest and the best. And it doesn't work that way, everyone. Amen? Amen. He said, call. Look at that. Call, and I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden things, which you do not know. See, God, don't tell me God doesn't want us to know. God says you don't know, but if you'll call on me, I'll answer you, and I will tell you the great things, the mighty things that you don't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Praise God! You know, one time, uh, one of the earliest meetings may have been the, it may have been the very first meeting that we ever had with Doctor Dufresne at Jackson Street, and he got over in the spirit, ministering to my wife and I, and he got to talking to me about my calling, and I'll never forget this. All, I don't have this written down, but I'll never forget it. all my days. He said, "Son, don't even, don't even, you don't want to know all." That's attached to your life right now. It's too big. It's, you're right. It, there's so much attached to it. If he showed it all to you right now. You might run and retreat. You, you, it's just so. But what he saw. That prophet of God. He saw over into the spirit. And he saw. He got a, a, an image. An impression at least. Of the great things. The mighty things. Amen. That await. No God's not going to show it to me all. Uh, All at once. Amen? The plan of God is something that's going to unfold and it's going to develop. But I want you to know, uh, do not, do not, do not, I don't care who you are, everyone under the sound of my voice, there's greatness attached to your life, Caden. There is greatness, Coventry, attached to your life. Mighty things, awesome things, uh, generational changing things attached to your life. Don't let that unknown great thing go unknown your whole life. You can't mix your faith for something unknown. You can't obey something unknown. You can't seek the direct. you can't step out in obedience on something that remains unknown. It is so vitally important that you take whatever time you need to take to pull the unknown into the known. Amen. Come on. It's one of the greatest tragedies out there is the loss of divine human potential is just flushed, it's just weighted. And for what? For what? For girls, for boys, for parties, for flesh, for what? For drugs, for alcohol, for for video games, for what, what is it that you're forfeiting, giving up because you're not interested enough to get before God and call. Because there are, you, this whole thing about great and mighty is just not for you. There's other people connected to the great and mighty on your life. People you're supposed to help minister to and strengthen and interact with and witness to and pray for and bless and bring into the kingdom and help us and come on. But it's attached to the great and the mighty. And it won't happen if you don't access those answers. These things are not going to just fall on you because you turn 30. They're not going to fall on you because you really need them. Jesus said this to Brother Hagan. Uh, he said, 90% of my ministers, they live and they die. And they never get into even the first phase of the ministry I had for them. He said, that is why not all but many of them die in middle age. See, the future of your life, the quality of your life, whether you get to the end, how long you live, how well you live, it's tied to our, how much of what do you know about the great and the mighty, the fenced in and the hidden. And I'm not going to dig it out for you in prayer. I'm too busy digging out what God has for me in prayer. I pray for you generally. Amen, and I do. But did you notice the divine? There's a divine order in this verse. God is not going to beat your door down and say, uh, I know you've been ignoring me, but this is really important and you're coming up on an important time and I'd like to talk to you about great and mighty. No. What's the divine order? Call to me. Who's first? Who's the initiator? Who gets to access these fenced in, hidden things? The interested. The interested. One of the biggest problems I see among Christians today, they're not interested enough in the things they ought to be interested in. You know, our support for upcoming meetings will show how interested our church is in the, in the things that God has for us. I'm interested. I said I'm interested. Because people have settled for so little. they got four walls. They got a little screen they can watch some images on. They got a working cell phone. And they got a government, you know, stimulus. And, yeah. and I'm glad, for thank God, I got a government stimulus too. But I'm just saying, yeah. we, we just settle. That's not the great and mighty. Amen. 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 I don't care if you got plus this, plus that, and a house you want and all that. That's great. But is it? did you get all of the great and the mighty that's attached to your life? God's order is, you call and I will answer. Mm -mm -mm. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Thank you. You're helping me. You're part of it. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's talk about the how. Pastor, how? Because the calling in the New Testament, you know that's an Old Testament scripture, Jeremiah 33. 3. In the New Testament, we have greater tools than they had back then. You know, if they really wanted to know something divine for their life back then, the average person, they had to get to a prophet. That's not true in the, Old, in the New Testament. How come? We have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is our access to the Father. And we all have the same Holy Ghost. Meaning there's no favorites. God doesn't. God's not... Uh, doing more for me than He is anyone else because I'm anything extra special or anything, I'm especially not special in that regard. Amen? Amen? The differences we see in how much of the plan of God and the mind of God that we access is a pure reflection on that person's interest level. And if we live with low interest, our lives will advertise we're not very interested. Because you, you just don't get what, what is in there. You know, if you want to get what's in my safe, you have to be able to access it. And you can't. And I'm not telling you how. Amen? Come on. And uh, praise God. But God's got treasures. He's got treasures of knowledge and wisdom that He wants you to get the knowledge of. Look at this here. I think this is so great. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, But as it is written, I has not seen. Y'all ever heard this one? Nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. I love preaching on this. Amen. You know, because uh, this is one of those refrigerator scriptures. For a lot of people, this is where the letter to the Corinthians ends. There is no more after this. There is no more. Your eye, does, we just don't know. See, I told you, Pastor. I told you. You just can't. You just never know what a God's are going to do because they don't read verse ten. They stop at verse nine. Religion stops at verse nine. But a lot of spirit-filled people, come on. They do the same thing. If they can't access it with their natural eye or their physical ear, they won't get it. They won't get it. Because they're carnal. Church, it's so imperative. It's so imperative. You need to be spiritual. The days of skating by. Come on. The days of skating by. As a carnal Christian, coasting along, come on, they're over. I know things are opening up, and and I'm glad about it, and COVID's going to, it's fading away. But who knows what next birth pangs coming. There's more stuff coming. It's going to be intense. It's going to just keep going until Jesus comes. We don't know what form the next birth pang's going to take. Whether it's a natural disaster, an earthquake, an economic collapse, or all of it at once. Come on. You need to be spiritual. And coming to church and saying amen doesn't make you spiritual. You can be present and still absent. Be present in the church, be absent in your mind somewhere else. But did you notice that? Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. See again. God has things prepared. God has things prepared for your life. But you, your eye, you can't access the things God's prepared, the knowledge of those things, with your natural eye. You can't read it in a book. You can't discern it with your natural ear, your conch, and all that. You just can't. But come on, let's get to the good part. Look at verse 10. What is verse, what's the first word of verse 10? B-U-T, but. Isn't that a conjunction? What does a conjunction do in a sentence? It joins the thought they're about to express to the thought that was expressed. It's a joining word. Eye has not seen, neither is ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love Him but God. Come on. Yeah, we all have a natural eye, and it fails us. We all have a natural ear, and that fails us. But God, but God, but God. Aren't you glad for the but God? A lot of us, we'd have been gone already. I'd have been dead already, marred already, in jail already. If not but for God. Hallelujah, but God, what? Come on, mark it, highlight it, put a paper clip there. Don't ever forget it. But God has revealed them. See, these things, Austin, are available. Right? You go to break in a vault, you know. The best way, that, the best way to access that is to have the combination. And a lot of people, they're doing a lot of fruitless, and victory, trying to use crowbars and all kinds of different ways. Just like I said, Sunday, you cannot have the fruit that God has ordained for your life if you don't embrace the method. Some people, because prayer, talking about prayer here, prayer doesn't appeal to anyone's mind or flesh. That's why prayer is the least attended thing we do around here. Hello. And it's the most important activity we could ever do. But it's the least attended. Why is that? Why is it so unattractive? Why is it so unattractive for so many to come at 3 o'clock and pray with us for an hour? Because it's unattractive to your flesh. It's unappealing to your flesh. Your flesh tells you, I've been at that church all morning. And i got stuff to do, and I'm tired. I'm, I'm going to let them pray. I'll pray from home. Well, you can't get in the corporate anointing with us from home. I'm not rebuking anybody. I'm just saying the attitude in most churches in the body of Christ is the greatest thing the church needs to do and could do, the church is the least interested in. Yeah. And we keep appealing to heaven to give us a more appealing way to get what we want and need from God. And he's not changing. You want to access the mind of God for your life? Are you ready? That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to P-R-A-Y. That's what you're going to have to do. Okay. That's That's a P and then an R and an A and somebody give me a... Why? Oh my God, pastor, has it come down to that? It's come down to that, absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to have to pray. So, how do you access, look at your Bible, how do you access what your eye can't see? How do you access what your ear will never hear? God has revealed them, and then He tells you how. By His spirit oh but we just we just here he goes again we do not why do we have to talk about all that holy ghost stuff because the holy ghost stuff is everything to your life if you could find me another way to get this information that you need from god you know people are going to uh palm readers that's all that cultic stuff's on the rise they go to the palm reader they go to the tarot card reader and they go to the one who's you know the dr phil lady that gets up and and yields to the familiar spirit and talks to you about great grandma wore the purple dress and i mean all of that see we don't have to do any of that you know all we have to do is talk to god that's all we have to do is talk to god God has revealed them to us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the what? The deep things of God. Now, meditating on this today, I said, Father, I don't feel like I get this, like I need to get it. The Spirit searches all things. Doesn't He already know? This word, I looked it up in the Greek, this word search means to investigate, to seek out or acquire. And I have here what the Lord uh, talked to me back. This is what He said to me this afternoon. The Spirit of God investigates. He searches out all the things the Father and the Son has for our lives. He gathers it up. And it's the Spirit's job to bring you into the knowledge of those divine answers and secrets as we cooperate with Him. See, the Holy Ghost is our high-speed internet connection to the mind of heaven. Jesus is the head of the church, but He's not here. The Father is the architect of our whole life, but He is not here. But He's given us a divine means of connection in the third person the Trinity. And the Father, the Holy Spirit, has access to heaven as well as the earth. And he gathers up and searches out the mind of the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ for everything, all the great... He just acquires and gathers up, Brother Jerry, all of the fenced-in and hidden things, the great and mighty things for your life, and he's got them. He's just waiting on you to cooperate with him to ask, you know, to get that stuff. And me too, and all of us. Praise God. One commentator made this statement. I like it. The Spirit delights to explore the infinite depths of the divine mind and then reveal them to us for our profit. I'll read that again. The Spirit of God delights to explore the infinite depths of the divine mind and then reveal them to us. See, the Holy Ghost can't keep a secret. (laughs) Jesus whispers something about Chelsea's life and the Holy Ghost, I heard that. Now all the Holy Ghost needs is Miss Chelsea to be interested enough to tap into the knowledge of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in us, but He's there with the Father. Come on. And he, the Bible says, Jesus said about the Holy Ghost, when He comes, he will, ta- he will not speak of Himself. Remember that? He won't speak of Himself. He will take of mine and give it to you. Are you interested enough to... I'm just wondering, what has Jesus uttered from the throne about my life that I need to... I need to log in and download? See, I communicate with people all over the planet, but I have to log in and download. Come on, there's some divine downloads coming to y'all this year. Right, come on! You need some divine downloads. What to do this year? What direction to make? Come on! What way to go? Hallelujah! I Tell you this stuff. This stuff gets me jazzed up. Praise God! But I tell you, it's all about cooperating with the Spirit of God. Amen. And I've talked to you about we got to be okay. Let me say this: the greatest of answers for our life require. The greatest of the answers, the most significant things will not be accessed with your eye. The greatest of things, the most consequential answers and instructions for your life will never come through your natural eye or through your physical hearing. They must be spiritually discerned. That's why I'm saying you have to be spiritual. You have to be. If you have to give up sports to be spiritual, give it up. I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to. What is in your way? What is is tripping you up? What is holding you back? Is it laziness? Busyness? Distractions? Or is it you liking being independent? Time's getting away from me. I have to share this with you. In my devotional time of this morning just enjoying time with my father. I wasn't even thinking about this kind of thing. And the Lord just made this statement to me. He said, you know, son, one of the most overrated things out there is doing your own thing. But you know, that's a highly prized, valued trade in in humans. It's my life. My life. I'm doing my own thing. I make my own decisions. God told me this morning, that's one of the most overrated things out there is doing your own thing. And he knew, I'm not recommending you do, but he knew that I have watched the movie The Maze Runner. And he said, this is what it's like, doing your own thing. It's like that guy in The Maze Runner. You know, picture your life in a massive maze full of dangers and dead ends. And all you can see is what you can see right here. Yeah. You do not have the vantage point. That's right. right? And people died in that show trying to map the maze. Trying to figure out their way out. Dead end, dead end, danger dead. And that's what doing our own thing gets us in this life. God says, how stupid is it? That's what He said to me. How stupid is it to do your own thing when you have someone high above the maze who can see it all? All the dangers, all the dead ends, who loves you, who sees the way out, who can, who can deliver you from the dangers and steer you around the dead ends and get you through the maze. If you had that, I mean, if you had that, and you still said, no, nah, I think I'll do my own thing. You dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you dumb and going to die. But the, he said, this is what people do. This is what my people do. They love doing their own thing. Because if they fail and they die, at least they decided to. <laughs> they did it to themselves. But I'm telling you what, we're down here in a very cursed dark, dangerous world. And you getting to the end of your God-ordained race is a maze. But you have someone high above. You have someone high above. He's got the perfect vantage point. And He'll steer you around every danger. He'll get you around there You don't have to waste all your life. Well, maybe this is it. Dead end. There goes a year. There goes this life. Dead end. Oh, there goes a decade. But instead, if you learn to live this way, he'll say, uh, make the the next left. Well, I want to do my own thing. Just make the next left, honey. Right? Glory. Telling you, praise God. Oh, God is so wonderful. Let's close tonight, uh, still in 1 Corinthians, but go to chapter 14. And let's leave you with... The method. And we've been talking about it on Sundays. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The primary means of divine access to all the answers you will ever need is will come to you as you pray in the Spirit. As you pray in other tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were here Sunday, but let's look at it again. Verse number 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. But unto God. For no man understands him. Howbeit, or however, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. This is the fenced in and the hidden. This connects. Do you see the connection? Mm -hmm. This is the New Testament connection to getting. Access to the fenced-in, hidden, the great and mighty of Jeremiah 33.3. This is it. How do you pray a mystery that your eye hasn't laid eye on, that your ear hasn't comprehended? You can't even utter it in language. By the The Holy Ghost is our access. He gives us utterance. Are you getting this? He gives us the utterance. And as we spend time praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues, we are logged on to heaven. We are accessing the mind of God. We are, he will bring us and usher us into a room of revelation, a room of understanding in the Spirit. Amen? You can never get from your soul what God intends to bring through your spirit. People are so in love with their soul, if they can't get it through their soul, they won't get it. Through their mind, will, and emotions, feelings. If they can't see it, you know, something happens out here and they go, ooh, I think that was God. And then something else happens out here, they get a goosebump in church and they think, ooh, that was God. And and some of you are like my wife, and, and and this is in a good sense, not a criticism. She's a list maker. And some people, she's not so much like this, pro and con person. And we got a lot of analytical people. Hmm, hmm, hmm. You cannot access these secrets going hmm, hmm. It's not in there. I said it's not in there. It's here. Not here. Here. The divine means to bring these deep Remember he said the deep things? you got to turn deep things into shallow things. When that knowledge that, was, that the, search, the Spirit searched out the deep thing of God, the, the rope that you used to dip down into the wellspring of your Spirit to bring that to the surface is praying in other tongues. basanga, lendengi bone And can you see it? I'll give you this illustration. You're just pulling the rope up. How deep is that answer? You won't know, but just keep praying until until it comes up. And what happens is this is the method. This is the means. You don't know, but you bring what you don't know before God. You bring your question. You bring your uh, dilemma. You bring the plan of God before the Lord. You don't know it, but you want to know it. say, Father, I bring this before you. I come into your very presence. I thank you I can because of the blood and because of the presence of the Holy Ghost in my life. Now, Holy Spirit, I'm looking to you. You're my helper. Give me utterance in the Spirit so that I could access the hidden, fenced-in, and secret, great and mighty things that God has for my life and then just take off by faith and pray in other tongues. What happens if um, if, if I I had a chest full of gold bars and I attached a rope to it and it was 200 feet down in, in the lake in Lake Kentucky... And, you got it. and I said, you know, if you can get it out, you can have it. And there's a little buoy where the rope is. You just boat out there and go get it. Okay, so the boat out there. And, uh, you know, but a lot of gold's heavy. Yeah. And you're excited in the beginning. You're thinking about all you're going to do with pastor's money. <laughs> Amen. And you get out there and you start pulling. But while you're pulling, you start thinking about McDonald's. And, oh, how good. A breakfast sandwich would be. Or you, you, you start pulling and you think about all the chores you got to do. And, or you start pulling and that, that starts to feel like a weight and you start to get a little bit tired. And you got that thing up 30 feet, but you let go. What happens? If you're ever interested again, it'll be there. But you've got to go back Start pulling. That's good. That's good. And you just got to start pulling. And you're going to have all the same crap come to your mind. Yeah. You know, all the boss said to you, all the problems, all the things you need to do, all the pressing matters <laughs> of life that you need to attend to. And then you're gonna gonna feel the 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 tiredness and the I just you know I want this gold, but how much how long am I gonna have to pull? How long am I gonna have to pray like this? Well, sweetie, all I can tell you is you pull till you see the chest on the top of the water. But I tell you, if you will pull through, if you will pray through the pull and pray through the distractions. And pray through all of the reasons that the devil in your flesh will give you to go do something else. Even though accessing that chest would change your life. If you prayed through and got it to the surface, your life would be forever changed. And see, here's what happens. When you pray in tongues, you pray in the Spirit. Once it hits the surface, your soul will grab it. Mm -hmm. Your mind will go, I got it. I got it. And it'll be hard to explain. Remember, I don't have time to take you down this road, but your spirit and your soul are almost indistinguishable. They're so intermixed and joined together. They can be, you can draw a line of, there's only one thing, only one thing God said can draw a line of distinction between your soul and your spirit. You know what it is? The Word of God. The Word of God is the only thing that will draw a distinguishing line between your soul and your spirit. So they're joined together. And if you'll pray enough in the Spirit, when that thing gets to the surface, sweetie, your mind will be enlightened. When that happens, a number of things could happen. The still, small voice of the Holy Ghost could say, this is what I want you to do about that. And it would come out in, you would hear it in words. But when you hear those words down in here, your mind is listening. Your mind will go. Now, unless your mind's off mowing the grass. Right. Yeah. This is why you got to practice quiet that mind. Quiet your mind. I know that's the hardest thing about it. Quiet your mind. But, you know, you put, another thing is you might leave that place of prayer. And this is, this is better than my analogy. You pray and pray and pray. And then all of a sudden the next day, the momentum of that praying brings that to the surface and you're walking down the hallway and all of a sudden your mind's enlightened and you go that's it. That's it. I, how come I didn't see that? How come I didn't see that? How come I didn't see that? But I have it now. And then you go try to explain it to your spouse and they're going to go, well I don't know. How Are you sure? How did you know that was God? It's very difficult to explain, right? But if you really got it, you'll have it. And no one will be able to take it away from you. And it's just, it's just so worth staying with it. Doing whatever you have to do. And the weightier the decision, the more committed you need to be. To press through the distractions, be patient. And keep pulling. But the action is very simple. Pray in tongues. Yield, yield to the utterances of the Spirit. The more you pray in the Spirit, the more you're going to know of what God knows. About every situation that you'll face. Amen. Are you helped? Amen. Come on, our, our help has been, the Lord has offered our help to us. Let me leave you with this. One of the ways that this answer manifests is as we are praying in tongues through this divine connection. Wrong desires die and wither, and right desires are born and build. See, oftentimes, something when you start praying, it can see you can seem so confused and so murky. But the part of it is the more you pray in tongues and just stay with it, Uh, it's like louver blinds, ever so slowly. Or like a morning fog, so thick, but if you stay with it and the morning sun will burn that off and and the, the view will become clearer and clearer and clearer until you go, there it is. There it is. There it is. And getting to that, there it is. Me my wife and I getting to that, there it is, Paducah's the will of God. Everything that's come after was connected to to those times of prayer. Do you get that? Think of all that would not have been. My wife living sensitive enough to hear the Holy Ghost say, on our first date, this is the man you'll marry. For her. For her. Think of all that was connected to that. She would have missed out on me. (laughs) Think about that. (laughs) I'm not a bad catch. Come on. Right? It's truthful. What are we missing out on? What difficulties are we enduring? What mistakes are we making? Because we've just resisted what we've known to do in this church, right? Pray in tongues until you know very simple. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise God. Let's stand up on our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I preach myself happy.